a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm so glad you joined us on the program today. Uh, coming up in a matter of mere moments, Brandon Morris is going to be with us from Red State. Of course, Brandon, a uh, resident of the Lone Star State. And we'll be talking about one Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke's about face when it comes to your AR-15, your AK-47. No longer is he hell yes coming for your guns. Oh no, now. Now Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke says he doesn't want to take anything away from anybody. Mm-hmm. In fact, he says he's looking forward to being the next governor of Texas so that he can defend <laughs> the Second Amendment. I can't even say it with a straight face. I'm surprised he can, quite honestly. But before we get to that story, with the political pressures of the left and the woke mob that is the Democrat Party, our society is in danger of becoming controlled by the cancel culture elites. Since when are the founders of our Constitution or the creators of the American flag or figures like Dr. Seuss or anything else you can think of become anti-American? There has never been a better time in our nation's history to stand up against the woke mob and fight back. And you can do just that with this exclusive offer that I'm giving to my listeners and viewers for a limited time only. Now is your chance to win a signed picture by President Trump himself. That's right. Not only will you be taking a stand against the radical left, but you'll be entering to win a piece of history. All you have to do is text the word TRUMP to 55404 today. That's T-R-U-M-P to 55404. And you can join the millions of Americans in standing up for President Trump and canceling the radical left once and for all. Paid for by the National Republican Senatorial Committee. Now, uh, Robert Francis, Beto O'Rourke, you know, he's not running for the Senate. Failed to achieve his presidential ambitions. And during his presidential campaign, his uh, brief and unsuccessful presidential campaign, you know, Robert Francis, Beto O'Rourke told us what he was going to do with our guns, right? Yeah, he said he was coming for them. He said we would not be allowed to own them. In fact, when he announced his run for governor back in November, he was asked about this, and he stood by his statements as a presidential candidate. Heck, yeah, I'm still coming for your guns. But uh, now that the polling has consistently shown Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke 10 points or more down to uh, Republican Greg Abbott, Beto is singing a different tune. Yeah, and we talked about it again with uh, Red State's Brandon Morse. Take a look and a listen. Brandon, how are you, sir? Thanks so much for coming on the program today. Doing great. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Uh, we should have done this uh, much sooner, but thankfully, <laughs> Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke gave us a great excuse to uh, to hang out and talk. Um, so I've, I've got He's to already ask. bringing people together. Yeah, exactly. He's a uniter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because I think all of Texas is united in thinking that Beto O'Rourke is a, a gigantic goofball yeah. uh, for, for coming out this week and saying, I don't want to take anybody's guns. I don't want to take anything from anybody. Brandon, he told us, I'm coming. Yeah. Hell yes, I'm coming for your AR-15s. I'm coming for your AK-47s. No, you're not going to be allowed to continue to own these guns that you legally purchased, that you lawfully own. We're going to take them from you. And now that he's running for the governor of Texas and not the president of the United States, uh, Beto says, never mind. Yeah, no, exactly. There's always been two Beto O'Rourke's. You know, there's the Texas Beto O'Rourke, and then there's the national stage Beto O'Rourke. And, you know, he started to try to run for president at a time when, you know, AOC's kind of mentality, that, that hard left mentality was in vogue and still technically kind of is, but people were way more outspoken about it then. 
Um, and so his thought was, you know, back when I was running for Texas, I was going to try to look at like, look like this moderate, you know, someone who could really reunite everyone. No, your, your guns, you know, it's important for you to keep your guns back when he was running for uh, Senate in Texas. Then he hits the national stage and suddenly he has to transform himself. Now it's yeah, I'm, hell yeah, I'm coming for your guns. Guns are horrible. They're really bad. Everyone in America knows that. And now I, I, I called it the moment that he said that he was running for governor. He was going to get confronted about the gun thing because here in Texas, especially, you know, anti-gun legislation is a losing battle. As I said, he's going to have to walk this back, but he's not going to be able to. The question that people should be asking themselves at this point in time is, who's the real Beto O'Rourke? Who is it really? I'm going to guess it's probably a little bit closer to the national stage than the Texas Beto O'Rourke. I think the Texas Beto O'Rourke is a fake uh, he's kind of proved that he's a fake throughout his entire political career in one way or another. I think that the guy who he, he is the leftist leftist at the end of the day, I think he's the guy who wants to take your guns, raise taxes, and basically just put as many regulations on the state as humanly possible. You know, I, I agree. I do think that voters in Texas should be asking who is uh, Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke. I, I think they should also ask, and how dumb does he think we are? Exactly. Uh, because this is this is the other aspect of this. You know, you're, you're right that he was not going to be able to avoid what he said in 2019 right. and early 2020 about, you know, hell yes, he's coming for our guns. But he was asked about this. This is the amazing thing to me, Brandon. He was asked about this, I think, the day he announced his run. I think it was the Texas Tribune. I uh, mm. said, all right, well, let's talk about these comments. Do you think they're going to hurt you? And he stood by them at the time. Now, this is November. Right. This is just four months ago. After he'd announced his run for governor, nope, I, I, I stand by my comments. I don't think Texans want people to have access to these weapons of war, uh, I think was the phrase that he used. And, and so here it is, you know, four months later, and you're right. Uh, I think I think his campaign's looking at these poll numbers. I mean, right now, the polling that I've seen shows Abbott with a double-digit lead. Mm -hmm. uh, over O'Rourke. So yeah. clearly something has to be done, but who's going to believe him, Brandon? I mean, at this, at this are, part, are, no one, I was going to say, like, I, I, I can't imagine any Republicans going to say, okay, well, I feel better about O'Rourke now. Right. I can't even imagine that any independents are going to say, oh, okay. So you've completely done a 180 on coming right. after my guns. And now you don't want to come after my guns. Okay. I believe you. And if you're a Democrat, aren't you a little pissed off that that Beto is now going back on his gun ban pledge. Don't I mean if you're a if you're a Democrat, don't you want to see these forceful politicians take a stand against these gun nuts? Right. And aren't you now a little unsatisfied with Beto backing down? No, exactly, exactly. I mean, look, there have been a lot of political chameleons throughout our history, you know, dating all the way back to when politics was founded. But Beto O'Rourke has absolutely no grace or talent when it comes to being a political chameleon. Um, you are 100% correct. He is pleasing nobody while trying to please everybody here. Um, and he is going to falter for that. But this was always, in my opinion, I never thought for a moment that Beto O'Rourke was actually running uh, with any chance of winning. I think even Democrats are kind of tired of him at this point in time. You know, he's, he's twice a loser. Now he's going to try and run for a very popular seat in Texas that belongs to Republicans and has been for some time. And if you look at Texas, yeah, there's been a lot of infusion of blue in the main cities, but it is a big place. And this big place is still blood stinking red. Um, so it seems to me that this was more of a grasp for Beto himself to try to remain politically relevant in some way, shape or form. But, you know, I, I kind of see him going the same way of Wendy Davis. 
He's going to try to make a big stink. He's going to try to get some, maybe a book deal for himself. I don't know. Try, try to get some sort of attention, some sort of fundraising, try to stay relevant. But in the end, he's just going to fall and he's just going to be another one of those people who failed in Texas. One, another Democrat who failed to bring on the blue wave. It's not happening. Stop trying to make Beto O'Rourke happen. And that goes out to you, Beto O'Rourke. Stop trying to make you happen. <laughs> it's like, I'm not trying to make him happen. I mean, he gives me plenty of stuff to write about. I'm happy for him to stick around a little while longer. But uh, well, he's fun to, to make fun of. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's interesting because I think not only does this show clearly that um, uh, the, the the gun control lobby uh, is on the defensive in the Lone Star State, shall we say. Um, but I think even nationally, I mean, look, when I think this shows that, A, Democrats are, are willing to say whatever it takes to get elected, right? I mean, this is, I think, yeah. part and parcel of the of the party moving away from the uh, defund the police rhetoric and, oh, no, no, we, we love police. Uh, but the other aspect of this was O'Rourke not only said, oh, I don't want to take anybody's, uh, anything from anybody, he also said that he wants to defend the Second Amendment. Brandon, he's uh-huh. now trying to run as a pro Second Amendment Democrat, although I did find it odd that right after he said he wanted to defend the Second Amendment, he started trashing constitutional carry. So I don't think he's done a good job. I think he's a horrible politician. I think he's yeah. I think Beto O'Rourke is a horrible retail politician. Uh, yeah. But what do you think it says about the state of the gun control movement um, when a guy like Beto, who, as you say, you know, I, I think national Beto is the real Beto. I think this guy is an anti-gun progressive. What do you think it says about the state of the gun control movement when even a guy like Beto O'Rourke can't stick to his anti-guns, I guess, on the campaign? <laughs> That's good. I like that. Stick to his anti-guns. Um, you know, it's it's kind of funny that really over the past couple of years, I, I think the left has been oddly quiet about gun control. They've They've peeped about it here and there, but not really buckled down on it like they used to. And I think that's their own fault because as a result of, you know, the riots that happened during the Black Lives Matter movement, Chaz and all this stuff, crime spikes, you know, open borders, um, all this stuff happening, many people from all different groups. And I don't just mean the people who are already pro two way. You had a lot of people from different groups, be it the LGBT community, the black community, all these people going out and buying firearms. They suddenly found the need and understood why having them is good. Then you had all these, and and to be clear, I mean, gun control was a losing thing, a, a losing topic in this nation as it was for Democrats. Now, because of their actions and allowing all these soft on crime policies and these, you know, defending these riots, all these people went out and were like, oh, I have a Second Amendment right. I should buy a gun to defend myself just in case. And then they, it would be political suicide for someone to come in at this point and say, I want to take those guns from you. I don't want you to have those guns. I don't want you to be able to defend yourself. So they have gone very, very silent. At this point in time, Beto O'Rourke, uh, probably since that, especially coming back to Texas, and now all of a sudden he's changing his tune. Oh, yeah, Second Amendment. I, I want to be a defender of the Second Amendment. I don't want to take your guns from you. Trust me. No, no, I, I don't believe them. I don't believe the Democrats. And, and this was always bound to fail over the course of the years. I mean, Democrats were always going to shoot themselves in the foot, uh, for lack of a better term, on this because they were always the ones who are going to allow people to uh, walk all over law-abiding citizens, try to make excuses for criminals, try to put them back out on the street, even after they've done something horrible. 
um, people were always going to have to end up defending themselves with Democrats in control. So therefore, now Democrats are kind of having to walk back on some of their one of their biggest issues. And that's their own fault. It is their own fault. I, 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 I do think, though, this year, I think they're going to try the way I see this going. Um, and I think we got a preview of this when Biden went to New York to hang out with uh, Eric Adams. Um, <laughs> again, they're going to try to deflect the blame right for, for from their own policies that exacerbated yep. uh, and I think created this violent crime spike. And they're going to blame guns. Right. Yep. They're going to say, well, look, uh, violent crime took off at the same time. Gun sales were skyrocketing. So clearly it was the guns. It wasn't our policies. It wasn't defund the police. It wasn't. Yeah, Jen Saki's already trying to. Blame it. it wasn't mm-hmm. releasing people out of jails and prison. No, it was, it was all those gun sales. And now we got to go after the guns. So I think that's going to be their pivot this year. I think you're right. They have been pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is going to be their 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 big push this year to show that they're tough on crime. But it's not that they're going to be tough on crime. Mm-hmm. They're going to be tough on guns. They're going to be tough on people exercising their Second Amendment rights. Uh, right. You know, Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont said this week, we've got too many legal guns out there. Uh, Phil Murphy is, you know, in New Jersey wanting to go after people who are simply carrying a firearm without a license, put them in yeah. prison for five years. So that, I mean, you know, I, I, and I, I, I'm sure that they would prefer in some circumstances to, to keep laying low because, again, the polling shows that this is not a particularly popular time for gun control. Mm-hmm. But no. what are they going to do? I mean, again, they, they they can't run on defund the police. They've got to try to pivot. They've got to show that they're tough on crime. And this is a way, I think, for them to try to do it that right. their base would be comfortable with. Uh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, so you're going after the guns. You're going after gun owners. Okay, okay, we, right. we, we, we can, okay fine. Police can be used for that. Um, again, I, I don't think it's going to play very well around the country. I think you're spot on in terms of the number of new gun owners out there. I certainly don't think it's going to play well in Texas. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean – so, so last question for you, where does Beto O'Rourke go from here? I mean, he's, you know, he's now home. apparently he's <laughs> home. <laughs> I, I think that he's, he's going to, you know, his best bet at this point in time is to try to become a contributor to MSNBC or CNN, try to get a deal with them, maybe try to write a book, uh, maybe become a community activist, uh, you know, working as as a front man for some group somewhere um but otherwise i actually don't think that o'rourke has the political know-how i don't think that he has the personality the charm um the, to actually step up and be a main stage politician at this point in time i think that he's lost too many times he's about to lose again very badly um i just i don't see how he recovers from any of this uh and and keeps his political aspirations intact i think he's done i think that he at this point in time can become a sideshow talking head for some network out there uh that that is looking for a a voice that can confirm people's bias and that's about it uh beto o'rourke has proven that he will say whatever people tell him to say or whatever he thinks he needs to say in the moment he'll always defend the status quo for democrats you know if they say that hey the sky is made of pudding beto o'rourke will be the first one out there pointing at the sky going yep and it's tasty so (laughs) i think he's done more or less but you know even then again he doesn't have the character the personality the charm I, I just don't see him doing anything after this. After this, he might as well just go back to El Paso and hopefully run for maybe a, a small, very small seat. Uh, but good luck to him there because I hear that El Pasoans are kind of tired of him too. 
Well, we shall see. Uh, Brandon Morris of Red State, thank you, sir, for coming on the program today. It's good catching up. We hope we get a chance to do this again soon. Absolutely. Let's do it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, bro. I'll talk to you soon. Brandon Morris joining us here on Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. I appreciate Brandon joining us on the program, and uh, I do appreciate Robert Francis, Beto O'Rourke, uh, giving us such uh, <laughs> such amazing stuff to talk about. Can't wait to see where he goes from here. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report, which is a disturbing story out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, Newsweek reporting a man released from jail just a week ago on probation returned to the family home and killed two people. Now, th- this, you know, this is one of those stories where, again, law enforcement was aware of what was going on. And it just seemed like uh, the reaction from the criminal justice system was not enough to prevent this crime from taking place. So, again, this happened February 9th yesterday, about 445 in the morning. Police officers are called out to the 1300 block of Liberty Street uh, where they were told that a shooting had taken place. So they got there. Uh, a woman was covered in blood. She asked him for help. Um, she was identified as a woman named Brittany Meredith. Uh, she was in distress, had been shot multiple times. When they came in the home, officers found the bodies of 29-year-old Meredith Green and Tyler Thames. They also uh, located two girls, age 6 and 7, who had suffered stab wounds. Those girls told police that their uncle had stabbed them. He also said that the, They also said that he had a gun with him. Their uncle, Gregory Green Jr., 31 years of age, uh, was then spotted leaving the uh, rear of a nearby home, getting into a car, driving away. There was a a brief car chase, vehicle crashed, and uh, Green was taken into custody. Um, He admitted, being the sole occupant of the vehicle, admitted to stealing the vehicle earlier in the morning, did not apparently admit to uh, harming anybody inside that home, but he is charged now with two counts of first-degree murder, Three counts of criminal homicide, one kind of burglary, one kind of possession of a prohibited firearm. Uh, he was convicted back in 2010 uh, on a felony corruption of minors charge. Now, he had also been grant, or been, been the subject of a protection from abuse order that Meredith had taken out a month ago, January the 9th. She alleged that Green had assaulted her. That, that order of protection was granted. And Green was ordered out of the home. He was also ordered to surrender his keys to the home. He was ordered to surrender any firearms that he had. And he was arrested just a couple of days later after he violated that order, showing up to the home, spending a month in jail, by the way, for violating that order. But he was released on probation on February 2nd. And again, a week later, allegedly returned to that home, killed two people inside, tried to kill apparently two little girls by stabbing them. The uh, district attorney, Fran Chardo, uh, telling uh, WGAL in Harrisburg, it's an awful set of crimes. Two lives were lost. So many people impacted. It's unspeakable. Uh, It is unspeakable, but it also, I believe, uh, very easily could have been preventable. And, you know, we talked not long ago with Nikki Gozer, the executive director of the Crime Prevention Research Center and the uh, survivor of a violent stalker who murdered her husband. And, you know, Nikki was adamant. She believes in getting these orders of protection. Uh, they, you know, they, yes, they can just be a piece of paper if somebody is willing to ignore them. But Nikki said they also get a paper trail started so that if you are forced to protect yourself, if you are forced to act in self-defense, and that, by the way, is the second thing that Nikki uh, says she would absolutely not be without. She has a lifetime order of protection against her stalker, but she also has a gun that she carries with her everywhere she goes. Uh, and she says those two things, that, 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 that order of protection, uh, 
uh, can start that paper trail so that if you ever are forced to act in self-defense, you can at least point to the officer and say, look, this guy was a threat to my life or this woman was a threat to my life. And stalkers aren't always guys. But this individual was a threat to my life, a documented threat to my life. That's why I took out this order of protection in the first place. Again, this is a tragic situation. It is a um, it's a story that nobody should have to go through a, 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 a horrific set of circumstances. Uh, that uh, nobody should have been subjected to. But again, looking at this, can't help but think that the uh, criminal justice system played a major role in uh, this suspect being out on the streets and able to uh, allegedly inflict such pain and misery. All right, today's Armed Citizen story from uh, the D.C. area. Yeah, uh, well, kind of. Bowie, Maryland which is uh, you know, between uh, uh, D.C. and uh, Baltimore. group of four teens arrested and charged after trying to rob a man who was able to shoot back in self-defense. Uh, now, this is interesting. This was uh, near the Bowie Health Center Tuesday afternoon, just after 5 p.m. According to police, the victim was approached by four suspects who had handguns. Uh, the victim then took out his own handgun which police say they did in self-defense. The victim ended up shooting one suspect. Uh, Police say uh, the group then fled the scene. A 15-year-old suspect was found nearby. A uh, 17-year-old suspect identified after turning himself in for treatment to the gunshot wound. The other two teens were found after crashing their car uh, a short distance away from where the attempted robbery had taken place. A car, by the way, that had been reported stolen out of Virginia. Uh, So right now, police have arrested and charged a 15- and a 16-year-old two 17-year-olds, and the uh, three oldest, the 16- and two 17-year-olds, all being charged as adults. Um, It does not appear as if the individual acting uh, in self-defense is facing any charges. I'm I'm, I'm very curious about this because this was not a home invasion. This was out on the street. Maryland is a May-issue state when it comes to the issuing of concealed carry licenses. So the number of permitted armed citizens in the state of Maryland is incredibly low uh, compared to what the demand uh, to be able to carry a firearm in self-defense is. So I don't know if this was a an instance of, a, of one of the few concealed carry holders in Maryland actually acting in self-defense, or if this individual was technically illegally possessing a firearm in public, maybe legally owned the gun, but didn't have a license to carry, uh, but we're still able to uh, act to defend their lives. So we are we are going to follow up on the story. We're going to see if we can get more information about it because, to me, again, for most people in the state of Maryland, it would be a crime for them to have done what this individual apparently was able to do. To defend yourself against armed robbers in public with a gun that you legally own, it's an impossible situation for most gun owners in Maryland because they cannot obtain a license to carry because they have to demonstrate that they're special that they're unique, that they are above the average citizen because in the state of Maryland, the average citizen does not have the right to bear arms in self-defense. Something, by the way, that I hope will change with the uh, pending Supreme Court decision in Bruin, uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. But right now, that is the law of the land. So we need to, to, to know a little bit more about the circumstances of uh, this armed citizen case. Finally today, our good deed of the day in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to help out police officers in Pflugerville, Texas. Some Girl Scouts. That's right. Girl Scouts 
able to uh, track down a hit and uh, run crash suspect thanks to uh, some help from some Girl Scouts. This happened a couple days ago, February the 6th. Uh, court documents state when officers uh, got to the scene of this crash, they were told that two vehicles had been involved and that an 82-year-old was still at the scene complaining of a chest injury, but the other driver had fled the scene, had taken off uh, in the direction of a, a nearby shopping center. Uh, police searched the parking lot of that shopping center. They couldn't find the suspect, but they did find some Girl Scouts who were selling cookies in front of uh, uh, Walgreens, I believe it was, and they asked, have you, have you seen the suspect? And they said, oh, yeah, we we did. We actually saw him go inside. So officers entered the store. They found the man buying some items. When questioned, he identified himself as the person who was driving the vehicle that crashed. He was uh, uh, telling police that he was talking to a passenger in his vehicle when he passed him when the vehicle in front of him stopped suddenly in his car, then crashed into it. He told police he stopped to make sure the other driver was okay, but left the scene because he was, quote, nervous and wanted to use the phone. So he's now been uh, charged with misdemeanor, failure to stop, causing bodily injury, causing damage to a vehicle exceeding $200. But at least they know who he is, thanks to the uh, keen eyes of a couple of uh, Girl Scouts selling cookies there in uh, Pflugerville, Texas. All right, that is all the time we've got for you. Uh, you know, I guess if we're looking for things for Beto O'Rourke to do, after his uh, failed gubernatorial campaign, maybe go sell cookies outside of a Walgreens. Maybe maybe that's his uh, his next move. Eh, I could see it. I don't know if anybody would actually buy any cookies from him, though. Would you? Would you buy a cookie from that man? Anyway, that is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I do want to thank you for being a part of the program, as always. I don't forget, even though we will not be here with another show until Monday, we, of course, will be updating BarryAndArms.com uh, all day Friday throughout the weekend with all of the latest Second Amendment news and information that you need to know about. So head there often. Check back frequently. If you like what you see, you can always become a VIP member as well. Just go to BarryAndArms.com slash subscribe. Yeah, almost got the wrong uh, web address. But uh, no, barryandarms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, all one word, and you get a significant discount on your VIP membership. It is uh, our way of saying thank you for supporting the independent Second Amendment journalism that we do at Bearing Arms. Uh, we're also going to give you some uh, exclusive content, stuff you just won't be able to get anywhere else. Uh, analysis, news stories, coverage that is only available to our VIP subscribers. And again, you can find out more at bearingarms.com slash subscribe. Until we talk again, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Be well, be safe, and be free. 